0: I'll suggest a number of things. Number one, to esteem, admire, or reverence somebody or something. Number two, to be concerned. With something or somebody, how many about show sure hands? You have been overly concerned about something you sh- should not have been. Look around you. So when you respect something or somebody, you you are concerned with the thing or the person. And the final definition is, is a primitive root, which means to turn to. When I respect someone, I, I turn to the person. I, I face the person as a show of admiration. And in certain cases, I may even become connected to the person and depending on the relationship pledge my allegiance or loyalty to him or her when you respect your leader your loyal to him or her Whether that's in the church or on your job. When you respect your husband. When you respect your cousin. When you respect your mama. You exemplify it. You exemplify it in in thoughts, in words and deeds. So those three meanings of uh, respect are very important. But let me just say based upon those three definitions that when you consider them, you should not respect everything Nor everybody. You know, I've heard people say everybody deserves some respect. No, no, not necessarily. I need to show you something real quick because we, we don't need to respect everything and everybody. Let's go to Genesis 4. Genesis 4. And we're going to consider the first five verses of Genesis 4. Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Abel was a keeper of sheep, that was his job. Cain was a tiller of the ground. That was his job. One was a farmer. Uh, Well, both in some way or another were were farmers. Again, Abel, keeper of sheep, Cain, tiller of the ground. Verse 3. In the process of time, it came to pass that Cain, the older brother, brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. He brought it to who? Abel also brought of the, help me, of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering. And, it, and it's easy to see because Abel, Abel brought his best. Yeah, he respected God and so he gave God his, his best. Look at it again concerning Abel. And Abel brought of the. Firstborn of his flock and of their fat. Verse 5. But he did not respect Cain and his offering. God didn't respect an offering? Well, that's what it says. Cain brought it, but who didn't respect it? Just because you put something on the altar does not mean God respects it. At least I gave, yeah, but God may not respect what you gave. Based upon this, in Malachi 3 and 6, we say God changes not. Or we can go to the New Testament, Hebrews, what, 13 and 8, Jesus Christ the same. well, I gave. I didn't give such and such, but I gave. But did God respect it? And if we are following God, we shouldn't respect certain things. (laughs) Y'all looking at me and not at the text as if this is Walker 1 and 1. This is the Bible. Let me read it one more time. Lot of part of verse 4. And the Lord respected Abel and his what? But he did not respect Cain and his offering. And so because God didn't respect what Cain did, notice what Cain did. He got angry. And his countenance failed. And, And he got so angry he knew he couldn't beat God. He got mad at what God said in reference to his offering. Or because God didn't respect his offering. But then he turned around and took it out on his brother. He killed his brother because God didn't respect his offering. We do that with preacher. Or uh, something similar with the preacher. The preacher gives you what does say God. And because we don't see God, we can't get mad at God about the word. But we get mad at the preacher. And i be careful about trying to make sure I do line upon line. Precept upon uh, somebody still leave there week in and week out mad at the preacher. I used to tell Pastor Jackson, when Pastor Jackson first started uh, pastoring, he would come to me and he'd say, Oh, Pastor, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you. I looked at him I said, Pastor Jackson, I said, Pastor, it's something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He said, I never would have thought of it. I said, Well, it's something else. <laughs> but understand this God did not respect. His offering. No. Cain's offering. He didn't respect it. Now, th- now this is a wake-up call. You can't just respect something if, if somebody is not doing what they should be doing. Oh, right. Well, you should be happy she's doing no, cause it. No, because it needs to be done right. Yeah. Well, at least I'm trying. Yeah, but you can do better than that. See, God knew... Cain could do better. And see, sometimes we we have to watch ourselves because God looks at us and, and, and sometimes he does not respect what we're doing. Especially if we're not doing our best. And that's not just a church thing. That's outside the church. God wants you to do your best especially if you know he doesn't bless you with something you do you do your best concerning what you know God has has blessed you with amen, amen. Lord have mercy so he he did not respect came now and through our scripture you you have some things that uh just amazed you how folks just didn't respect this, that, and the other. I'm not going to, to the text, but but there was a woman in scripture that knew her husband was was a fool. And David got so mad at her husband, was ready to kill him, and, and she intervened and said, Look, don't, don't, please don't kill him. And I tell you why, because he he just like his name suggests, he is a fool. She had no respect for her own. Husband, no respect. You know, it's, it's a saying that you have to earn respect. But when it comes to respect, it it does need to be based upon your lifestyle. I want to say earn it and so forth, but you just need you just need to have a certain lifestyle before people. Respect you. you like when folks get to talking against God's word. You can't respect that. I'm, I'm not going to respect you and you going against God's word. You agree? So now back in Psalm 14 and 4. Let's take it further. Because if you notice the, the psalm is, is specific. In who a person that trusts God shouldn't respect. He's specific. Number one, we should not respect the proud. I said, we should not respect the proud. A person that thinks he or she should have the final say when it comes to this, that, and the other. Proud. Somebody can try to help the person, but the person tries to act as if, I don't need no help. No, you're just too proud to receive help because everybody needs help saving God but again we don't need to respect somebody that exemplifies that he or she is proud and probably the best definition of of, uh, a person being proud is a person that shows little or no humility. I say a person that shows little or no humility. Yeah, you, you got to have humility in, in, your, in your life even for God to raise you up. If you armor yourself, the Bible says he will raise you up in time. It'll be a process, but he will raise you up. But, but a proud person does not want God to do certain things for him because he feels that he is on the same level as God. Some do. Some have no respect for God. Matter of fact, let me show you something. Let's go to Psalm 10. Y'all stand with me? I say y'all stand with me. Psalm ten and four, ready. The wicked in his proud countenance does not seek help me. God is in none of his thoughts. I invite this person to church. I don't believe in church. You don't believe in church. No, I don't I don't believe in in church. How you gonna worship something you don't even see? That's big time proud. <laughs> because even though you don't see God, you feel a sense. His presence everywhere. You see his doings everywhere. To the point to where you, you, even, you even label him when you were a sinner as something told me. Something told me. Man, I, I was going that way. You know, they had a bad accident. Something told me not to go that way. How many have had a, an experience like that? I don't think you knew what something told you. Wasn't no something. It was something. Who else knew what was going on? Four streets over before it happened. Nobody but God. The devil sure ain't going to warn you. Why? The thief comes not before to steal, kill, and destroy. What did the Lord come? To give you some life. I, it ain't time for you to die, so you don't need to go that way. Something told me not to go. Folk trying to get you to go somewhere, and, and you just in, in your being. I, no, I ain't going to be able to go with y'all today. You just didn't feel right about going. And next thing you know, they done tried to rob a store, and now they in jail. And you're like, oh, oh, Lord. Something told me not to get in that car with them. I, I just knew they was up to something no good. Something told me. It wasn't something, it was God. But notice what he says. Notice this. When it comes to the proud. A person is wicked. God is in none of his thoughts. Reason being is found in Psalm 14 and 1. Notice, notice it. The fool has said in his heart. Heart, in one sense represents choices. There is no God. Now look what else the fool says. They are corrupt. They have, they have done abominable works. There is none who does good. A fool will tell you, ain't none of us perfect. But, but a fool will say that to justify his mess. Don't act like that. Now some of us have been there. Ain't none of us perfect. Ain't none of us perfect. Then they'll, they'll, they'll try to get religious on you. Yeah. We don't know who gonna make it in the heaven. We don't know who's going to make Yeah, I, I know who's going to make it. I know my Bible. I know who's going to make it. The just is the ones that go to heaven. I, I know that. I don't have to wonder about that. And if you're not just, you're not going. Woo! Let's go to a buckle. Let's go to her buckle. Lord have mercy. Man, I be having a time finding her buck. I do. I, I'm just going to be honest with y'all. Sometimes I be feeling like your preacher have to break down and go to the table of contents. When it come to them little books like her buck, I be like, oh, Lord, the preacher can't go to the table of contents. <laughs> but but sometimes them little books like her buck, but I'm there. I'm there. I'm, I'm sure I know that. I'm there. But notice her bucket two and four. And if you have to go to the table of contents, it's fine. But her bucket two and four. Ready? Behold the proud. His or her soul is not what. But the just shall live by his faith. If you're proud, your soul. Which represents your attitude, your mindset. And and the Hebrew word speaks of it representing your, your life. Because it defines soul, or nephesh is the Hebrew word, as a breathing creature. A person's lifestyle. So it goes beyond your attitude and your mindset to, to your, your thoughts, your words, and your deeds. It says the soul of the proud is not upright, not upright. It's not righteous. Something wrong with that boy. What is it? His soul. His soul is not upright or righteous. But but then, notice he points out quickly that when it comes to just folk, we live by the word. So if you're going to be upright, you're going to have to be a keeper of faith. You're going to have to be a doer of the written and revealed word. Why is that? Because according to Romans 10 and 17, faith comes by and hearing by. And Romans 1 and 17 says, as it closes out, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. So. If I'm not going to be a proud person. I'm going to have to put the word of God in my life. The word of God will have to become a part of my thoughts, help me, and my If not, I'm going to be proud. The soul of the proud is not upright, but the just shall live by what? I got to live by God's word. I got to submit to his will. To keep myself from becoming proud. To keep myself from thinking more of Walker than I should. How many know you can get beside yourself? You should love yourself, but not to the point to where you think you're more than. I was hoping y'all were going to finish it. Let's try it over here. I was looking at them, hoping they were going to finish I'm going to see what y'all going to do. You should love yourself, but you should never think more of yourself. There you go. Y'all learn from them. Learn from them. They know. So so he you can't respect the proud. You can't respect a person like that. But back in Psalm 40 and 4, we also can't respect folk that turn aside to lies it's some folk uh, lie to get out of something some lie just to lie and of course literally a lie is just an untruth but get this, a lie, figuratively speaking, is idol worship. Or oh, when you worship something pseudo or false. You don't respect folk. That tell untruths. But you also don't respect folk who worship. Something or somebody other than Jesus. Well I know he do such and such. I respect him for that. No I I can't respect that. Because he is denying. The one true God. Well, you know that Jesus is, is the white man, God. No, I, I didn't know that. You got me, you got me mixed up saying I, know, I, I didn't know that. Well, you know that Jesus, that ain't even the real name. That, you, you got me, you got me. I, I didn't know that. I thought Jesus, Yeshua, Joshua. And I can go on with other Hebrew and Greek names. They they all are Jesus. And Jesus was the black man's God when they were in slavery. Jesus was the black man's God. In certain countries before they were even bought into slavery. Because they knew that it was God that saved them. And so whether you want to do the Hebrew Joshua. or uh, Which when translated uh, into English. Joshua is Jesus. But all of them means Savior. Yeshua, does not matter. They all mean Jesus. Emmanuel, Jesus. Jehovah, Jesus. All mean the same thing. Not a white man, God, a black. Nor a black man, God, God. God is God. How many understand that? Because you got some crazy folk that would try to tell you that it, you, you, you ain't Jesus, ain't God. That, that's what the white folk name they get. No, no wait a minute, that, that's just if you translate that, that's just what it means. It's just like your name. Whatever it is, if you translate it into another particular language, it's not, gonna, it's not gonna sound the same. I said it's not gonna sound the same. Now notice in Psalm 40 and 4, the person that is blessed do not, does not turn aside to lie because folk would try to get you out of the truth religion's popping up night and day and trying to deal with controversies in the the world and some folks are crazy enough to change from the real God to a pseudo God because of a lie and some folks have been taught better but still choose a different God God is God of the Chinese, the black, the white. And all who know the true God serve Him, whether they're black, white, Chinese, red, orange it ain't no orange folks though. But you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> you never allow folk to cause you to turn aside, too something in contrast to God's word. It is just like I get so many so many emails about this that and the other. Folks just uh, trying to get you on their side and so forth. Uh, I even had a person say, "Look, whose side are you on? You on you on the Democrat side or you I, I ain't on nobody's side but God's side." He said, well, you shouldn't be like that. I said, Well, that's Bible. Let me tell you something. God had chosen Joshua to lead Israel. They chosen him to lead Israel. And so Joshua was, was getting ready to, to battle. As a matter of fact, he, he was in a battle. And all of a sudden, God sent his angel to Joshua. And when Joshua seen the, the, the angel which in scripture was known as the captain of hosts Joshua had the nerve to ask whose side are you on you on our side or you on their side and the angel just looked at him and said neither I am on the Lord's side because see Joshua had tried to take ownership of what was God's But the angel showed him quickly This ain't yours right here This is God's doing And even in our day and time You got preachers that are picking sides I'm going to make it plain Your pastor is not a democrat Nor a republic I'm not a political preacher I'm a Jesus preacher I'm a powerful preacher. Does that mean you don't vote preacher? I'm voting for what's right. I'm voting for what I done prayed about and doing what I feel God will help me do. You can't, you can't, get, you can't get caught up. You can't get caught up and start turning aside getting so involved with stuff to where you are being led by folk instead of the Holy Spirit. Look, look at this person. The person is not turned aside to lies. Remember again, lies in the text, literally untruths, figuratively idols. I'm not going to worship no idols. I'm not going to get to the point to where I'm I'm worshiping this, that, and the other. I'm going to stick to what I know. I know God. I know him. And that's what I'm going to stick to. I have folk all the time say, well, don't you see what's going on? Yeah, I know what's going on, but that's not going to dictate to me what I should think, say, or do. I don't walk by sight. I live by faith. And if you got a problem with that, that's your problem. That ain't my problem. You hear me? If you have a problem with that, that's not my problem. That's your problem. Everything I do, I try to have scripture to back it up. And what I just quoted is 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Because you get your feelings involved in anything. You, you're in a world of trouble. You can get your feelings involved in something, and and you end up dealing with a crook. (laughs) Dealing with somebody that's off God's list. You hear me? I want to stay on the list. I don't want to deal with nobody that's off God's list. God got a list. Yeah, he got a book. The book of life. I want to stay on the list in the book of life. Amen? Amen? Lord have mercy. Y'all stay with me. But you don't turn aside to lies. Now let's deal with this for a minute. Lord have mercy. Uh, let's go to Proverbs. You're not going to turn aside to lies. You're not going to deal with these lies. Proverbs 19. I'm going to drop some stuff on y'all. Yeah, I yeah. am. Ready? Proverbs 19.22. Ready? lot of part is what I'm concerned with, but I'm going to read the whole verse. What is desired in a man is kindness, and a poor man is better than a lie. a poor man is better than a liar are saying something right there you know some poor folk that you feel sorry for cuz they poor but look at this right a poor person is better than a liar man he poor he sleeping on side the street. You can't get no lower than that. Yeah, you can. According to the text, a poor person is better than a liar. Man, he ain't even got a quarter to get him something something to eat. We ought to give him at least $2. Look how poor he is. Yeah, but he better off than a liar. that has got a pocket full of money. I say he's better off than a liar that's got a pocket full of money if you believe the tax. I believe the tax. I I could take you to uh, the book of Revelation that tells us when it comes to liars, all liars going to be cast into the lake of fire. That water, an extinguisher, or anything else you don't seen, put out fire, can't put out. Because Jesus said, when, when, you, when you cast into that fire, are you in hell? Well, the fire cannot be quenched. And then he added a little something, something. And the worm dieth not. Poor man is better than who? Fire. But let's take it further. Let's go to First John. Back back of the Bible. First John. Lord have mercy. Y'all okay? Stay with me. I'm almost done. First John 2. And 4. Well, let's start at verse 3. Now by this we know that we know him, a God, if we keep his commandments. He or she who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. Lord have mercy. That's a good scripture. First John four. Y'all ready? Verse twenty. First John four, verse twenty. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he talked about your church, brother. But as well as your literal, as well. He is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? You gotta love your brothers and sisters the one that get on your nerve. You can love folk that get on your nerve as long as you ain't around them all the time. <laughs> right? Yeah, you, you ain't, you ain't going to love them if you are, you're around them all the time. There, there are some folks, it's better for you to you do the love from a distance. Not all the time, but, you know, you, you see them, but then, you know, I can't stay around her because I get the, hey, no, huh. You got to know yourself. Yeah. You got to know yourself. It, it's certain folk, You can't stay around all the time. There, there are certain things you can't look at all the time. Because it'll mess you up. Certain things you can't do all the time, it'll mess you up. You have to know yourself. Let's read the Bible. It says, let every person work out his or her own soul salvation. How? With fear and tremor. You got to know yourself. And you got to make adjustments according to what you know about yourself. And somebody ought to say amen. Amen. And say amen one more time. Let's go back to Psalm 40. I'm closing. Notice the very first clause in Psalm 40 and 4. We know that we can't respect everything and everybody. We know that. But notice the person that understands that is a blessed person. And the person is blessed or rich because he or she trusts God. How many have a problem with me saying when you're blessed, you're rich? That's Bible, right? The blessings of the Lord makes one rich. Because rich, in that sense, means productive in every aspect of life. How many know you're productive in every aspect of life? Well, I ain't got a million dollars. Well, there's a whole lot of folks ain't got a million dollars, but, but they got money. You got, see, some folks, you ain't rich. See, somebody who tell you that, they're not, they not Christian. They don't understand scripture. But if you're Christian, you, you have to give God the glory for making you rich or productive in every aspect of your life. How many have been blessed by God for years? Well, that means you ought to be what? Rich. If Proverbs, what is it, 10 and 22 is right? The blessings of the Lord makes one Rich. and he what? And that means you ought to be happy too. Yes. If you bless you, you ought to be productive in every aspect of your life and you ought to be happy. You're going to have trouble, but trouble should never take away your joy. Folk going to talk about you, going to tell you how low down you are, going to try to make you feel bad about yourself and about your situation. But you should never allow that to take away your happiness. And folks who don't understand it is saying right now. That's a crazy preacher up there. No, I'm a biblically led and biblically talking preacher. I better go to Proverbs 10, 22 folks. For the benefit of some. Let's just go there. Because you got to understand, uh, this is just one scripture that really reveals what it is to be blessed. But I want you to see it. Ready? Proverbs ten twenty two. The blessing of the Lord makes one what? Rich. And he adds no what? That means you, you, are, you ought to be productive in every aspect of your life. you'll be happy. If the only time you happy is when you done paid all your bills and you got $5,000 in your pocket there's something wrong with you. God blesses you to the point to where you're happy because you know him, his word, his promises, and so forth. You, you can be broke, but, but if you know God's word says, uh, give and it shall be given unto you and you've been given, you can be happy knowing I ain't got a dime right now, but this show ain't going to last long because I'm a gift this ain't going to last long. I'm going to give it. Now depending on your level of faith and confidence in God, you can take it further. you you, be like, man, I'm, I ain't feeling good right now. But this ain't going to last long because with his stripes, I am he. The blessings of the Lord makes one rich. Productive in every aspect of your life. But when you are afraid to say you blessed. Afraid to say you're rich. I had a guy say to me. You, you act like you're a rich man. I said I am a rich man. Oh you arrogant. I said no I'm Bible. What you mean? I said, you ain't never read Proverbs 10 and 22. The blessings of the Lord makes one rich. If I've been born again and serving God for 30 plus years, all them blessings he done. How many can testify, God, I've blessed you for so many years. And your cup running over. you like David. You can say stuff like goodness and mercy going to follow you all the days of your life. What do you call that? Blessed. If you've not been bringing God his tithes and offerings for years and it's a promise in Malachi 3 that he'll open up the windows of heaven, pour you out a blessing you won't have room to receive and all nations shall call you blessed. That means you're rich. We're talking Bible. We, we, We don't look at stuff the way the world looks at stuff. We look at it from a biblical standpoint. Because God's ways and thoughts are different from the world's. Isaiah, revealed in Isaiah 55, for God's ways are not as our ways. His thoughts are not as our thoughts. How different are they, Isaiah? As high as the heavens all from the earth. So are his thoughts. And so are his ways. Well what I need to do about it Isaiah. You need to listen to Paul. What did Paul say Isaiah? Philippians 2 and 5. Let this mind be in you. That was also in Christ Jesus. You got to have the mind of God. You got to start thinking like God. So you can know his will. Paul also said in Romans 12 and 2, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove or know what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. You got to know it. Certain things you say and do, folk gonna look at you funny, but you got to know that what you're saying is true according to the scripture. Am I right? But notice what he says here as, as I get ready to close it in Psalm 40 and 4. Blessed is the man or woman, but notice what happens. Who makes the Lord his trust. You made a choice to put God first. You made a choice for God to be your assurance. Trust in one sense means assurance. The antithesis of assurance is uncertainty. You are certain About your God. You done made him your trust. Because you're certain. About him. And and, and some of us. When when we first got saved. Or 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 when we were a babe in Christ. We were shaky about trusting God. We weren't used to not seeing things. We we would see things and then get happy. But then God unflipped and said. I want you to be happy before you see it. I want you to turn in victory before I give you the victory. I want you to start looking at what you desire before I give you your heart's desire. He done flipped it on you. The world done told us save up enough. Get a certain credit report and then go get it. But God said, no, all you need is me. I am the board. I am the credit report. How can you be the board and the credit report? God, Psalm 24 and 1. The earth is the Lord's. The what? The earth is the Lord's. Now don't misunderstand me. I got good credit. I am. My credit is 830. It should be 850. I don't know why it's 830. I'm, I'm just serious, it should be 8.50, but it's 8.30, I, uh, you know, for some reason. But anyway, that's, that's no subject. L- listen to this. But I don't need an 8.50 or 8.30 to get what God got for me. Yeah. There are things I have right now that, that I got them when, when my credit... It was past shot. I don't even know the name for it. It was so terrible. Got a house when it was shot. Got cars when it was shot. You understand what I'm saying? Because God, if God tells you something, it's so. It don't matter what nobody else says. If he tells you something, it's so. But it's up to you to walk in it. And the only way you're gonna walk in it, the way you should walk in it, is to make him your trust. It's just like God, God will give you confidence, uh, just like he he given mother, that even though the professional is saying something in contrast to his word, you know that God gonna do what he said. Paul so understood it to where he pinned in 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. All of the promises of God in Him are yes. yes and amen. You gotta you you gotta make God be your trust. Yeah, you have to choose for God to be the one that you're certain about. Cause you tell you stop, stop failing. Things are failing that folks thought would always be. There used to be a plant right beside us called DNA. Folk thought DNA would always be. DNA, gone. Gone. When we first moved here, Ask this guy about selling the men club. He's a walker. We're we gonna always be here. We've always we've been here. We with him before y'all came and we're gonna be here if y'all don't make. It. We own that land where the men club used to be. We tore it down. Yeah, we did. We tore it down. Men club gone. Bye-bye. Gone. Listen to me. The only one you can put your confidence in that's gonna be around is God. You can't put all your confidence in preaching. You got to put your confidence in God because God going to always be. Amen? And again, when you put your confidence in him, that means that you're certain that, that he going to do what he, what he said. It's certain. It's good to know that your pastor said it, but you, all, you always need to have a scripture that back up what your preacher said. You have to have word to back up because God honors his word. And he also honors his, his prophet. His mother said earlier, if he's going to do something, he's going to reveal it. It's going to come through revelation and God will say some stuff that, that when when folks hear it, they'll laugh at it and, and just be like, that ain't true. I'm closing with this right here, but I, but I feel led by the Holy Spirit to tell you this. It, it happened in Scripture. There was a, there was a uh, young girl that had got sick and was about to die. Matter of fact, she died, literally. She died before The parents had got to Jesus and and told him to come. And before he could get back to the woman or to the little girl, she had died. And so Jesus show up now, and and they already mourning and and so forth. I don't know how they started that quick, but they just started doing this, that, and the other. And, And so Jesus, in the midst of them mourning, said to the parent, she ain't dead. He said a word that based upon the season of those folk was not in season. He spoke a word that based upon their belief was a word that was out of season. told the parents, he said, look, we're going to lead them out here. Y'all, come on. Just lead him out there. You can't fool with everybody when you're trying to get your miracle. <laughs> Long story short, he told them that the girl wasn't dead. The girl, Jesus raised the girl up and stopped the mourners. You know, when, you know when the girl finally came out of there, their mouth probably just dropped. Tears probably just stopped automatically. They were in amazement because Jesus made them look like liars. You understand what I'm saying? Jesus will give you a word. That seems out of season. That seems like it's impossible to come into being. But if you trust him and follow him, just like just like them parents did. Them, them parents probably had friends and all that out there. So are his thoughts. And so are his ways. Well, what I need to do about it, Isaiah, you need to listen to Paul. What did Paul say, Isaiah? Philippians 2 and 5. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ you got to have the mind of God you got to start thinking like God so you can know his will Paul also said in Romans 12 and 2 be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove or know what is the good acceptable and perfect Will of God. You gotta know it. Certain things you say and do, folk gonna look at you funny, but you gotta know that what you're saying is true according to the scripture. Am I right? But notice what he says here as as I get ready to close it in Psalm 44. and 4. Blessed is the man a woman but notice what happens who makes the lord his trust you made a choice to put god first you made a choice for god to be your assurance Trust in one sense means assurance. The antithesis of assurance is uncertainty. You are certain about your God. You done made him your trust because you're certain about him. And, and, and some of us when, when we first got saved, uh, When we were a babe in Christ, we were shaky about trusting God. We weren't used to not seeing things. We we would see things and then get happy. But then God unflipped and said, I want you to be happy before you see it. I want you to turn in victory before I give you the victory. I want you to start looking at what you desire before I give you your heart's desire. He done flipped it on you. The world done told us save up enough. Get a certain credit report. And then go get it. But God said no all you need is me. I am the board. I am the credit report. How can you be the board and the credit report? God. Psalm 24 and 1. The earth is the Lord's. The what? The Earth is the Lord's. Now don't misunderstand me. I got good credit. I have. My credit is 830. It should be 850. I don't know why it's 830. I'm, I'm just serious. It should be 850. But it's 830. I, uh, you know for some reason. But anyway that's, that's no subject. L- listen to this. But I don't need an 850 or a 830 to get what God got for me. There are things I have right now that that I got them when, when my credit it was past shot. I don't even know the name for it. It was so terrible. Got a house when it was shot. Got cars when it was shot. You understand what I'm saying? Because God, if God tells you something, it's so. It don't matter what nobody else says. If he tells you something, it's so. But it's up to you to walk in it. And the only way you're going to walk in it, the way you should walk in it, is to make him your trust. It's just like God, God will give you confidence uh, just like He He given mother. That even though the professional is saying something in contrast to his word, you know that God going to do what he said. Paul so understood it to where he pinned in 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. All of the promises of God in him are yes and amen. You got you, you to gotta make God be your trust. You have to choose for God to be the one that you're certain about. Because you tell you stuff, stop, stop failing. Things are failing that folks thought would always be. There used to be a plant right beside us called DNL. Folks thought DNL would always be. DNL gone. Gone. When we first moved here, asked this guy about selling the men club. He said, "Walker, we, we gonna always be. Here. We've always we've been here. We with him for y'all came, and we gonna be here if y'all don't make it. We own that land where the men club used to be. We tore it down. Yeah, we did. We tore it down. Men club gone. Bye bye. Gone. Listen to me. The only one you can put your confidence in that's gonna be around is God." You can't put all your confidence in preaching. You got to put your confidence in God because God gonna always be. Amen. And again, when you put your confidence in Him, that means that you're certain that that He gonna do what He what He said. It's certain. It's good to know that your pastor said it, but you, all, you always need to have a scripture that back up what your preacher said. You have to have word to back up because God honors his word. And he also honors his, his prophet. His mother said earlier, if he's going to do something, he's going to reveal it. It's going to come through revelation and God will say some stuff that, that when when folks hear it, they'll laugh at it and, and just be like, that ain't true. I'm closing with this right here, but I, but I feel led by the Holy Spirit to tell you this. It, it happened in Scripture. There was a, there was a uh, young girl that had got sick and was about to die. Matter of fact, she died, literally. She died before The parents had got to Jesus and and told him to come. And before he could get back to the woman or to the little girl, she had died. And so Jesus show up now, and and they already mourning and and so forth. I don't know how they started that quick, but they just started doing this, that, and the other. And, And so Jesus, in the midst of them mourning, said to the parent, she ain't dead. He said a word that based upon the season of those folk was not in season. He spoke a word that based upon their belief was a word that was out of season. told the parents, he said, look, we're going to lead them out here. Y'all, come on. Just lead him out there. You can't fool with everybody when you're trying to get your miracle. <laughs> Long story short, he told them that the girl wasn't dead. The girl, Jesus raised the girl up and stopped the mourners. You know, when, you know when the girl finally came out of there, their mouth probably just dropped. Tears probably just stopped automatically. They were in amazement because Jesus made them look like liars. You understand what I'm saying? Jesus will give you a word. That seems out of season. That seems like it's impossible to come into being. But if you trust him and follow him, just like just like them parents did. Them them parents probably had friends and all that out there trying to say, you gonna go with that man? You gonna go with him? We done told you what's going on with your daughter. They still chose Jesus and got the miracle. Amen? Amen? Amen. I'm going to stop right there. Let's get the Lord a hand of praise.